welcome to Creative Piecemeal Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm your host, Tammy Takeishi. Join me for compelling conversations with artists, actors, authors, musicians, and other creatives about the impact of the creative and fine arts in their lives and our ever-changing world. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to Creative Piecemeal. My name is Tammy and today I am joined by my good friend, Latasha James. Latasha James is an event coordinator and owner of the Vail KC, which is an award-winning event management company based out of Kansas City. They've won local awards from her peers, such as the Mountain Mover Award. The Vail KC is also nationally recognized with the Knot and the Wedding Wire and has won the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award for five years in a row. Latasha also coordinates and helps couples as well as organize and execute their special day in the Kansas City metro area. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much, Tammy. It is so good to hear from you and to be a part of today's show. You're very welcome. I'm really excited to highlight you. You've been doing some amazing work in the Kansas City area with your company, The Veil, KC. Can you tell us a little bit more about your company and how you got into it? So The Veil, KC was really, um, it fell it fell in my lap. <laughs> um, I had worked in the, the science fields for a long time and had found myself really just bored. I'm kind of a chatty cat. And so working in an environment that is very quiet had just become very hard for me. And so I started to look for a place that I could really use my creative side and all of this energy that I had and my passion for events. And so I got a job with a larger corporation um, that did mega monster (laughs) events with, you know, multi-million dollar budgets. And, um, when we became pregnant with our son, we realized being gone 70% of the time just wasn't conducive to raising a family and we needed to come up with something different and new. (laughs) And so that's what we did. I came home to be a stay at home mom and that boredom kind of sunk in again, where I was like, I have so much energy and so much capacity. I've got to figure something out. And that's when my, my best friend, my high school best friend was like, well, why don't you keep doing events? And I thought, oh, well, what events can I do that are only on the weekend? I distinctly remember my Valley girl snotty voice looking at her thinking, oh, I'm busy during the week. I'm playing mom over here. <laughs> and she's like, well, what about weddings and other events like that? you've been doing them for your sorority sisters. So why not others? And it was just the biggest aha that I've probably ever had. That's wonderful. And, you know, you've won several awards, including five years in a row, including in 2022 from Wedding Wire, the Couple's Choice Award, and as well as the Mountain Mover. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that means to you when you get those awards and and, you know, what you have planned for 
for the new year? I think at the end of the day, whenever you are putting boots on the ground and you're working hard, it just feels fantastic to be recognized uh, for those efforts. I think there's lots of really great people who, who work day in, day out, and you never really get those pats on the back. Being able to have national recognition along with local recognition, it just gives an opportunity to, you know, one hardware on the shelves, <laughs> but it, it also gives you a sense of pride that people are noticing and they see the effort that you're putting in. And so um, I'm just very thankful to have those opportunities to, to, to feel that and to share with our teams that, you know, the things that we're doing makes a difference. People notice it. You mentioned that you do both events and weddings. Is there an event that you've got like a funny story that you can share? You know, every event always has something that's crazy or, or out of the ordinary or just something that, you know, our job is to put out fires. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll, I'll, I'll tell that story because it's not a, someone's personal wedding story. Uh, we were doing a non-for-profit event and we had a red carpet. Uh, it was a red carpet event. Everybody was getting out. We had the red carpet lining heading up to uh, Arrowhead Stadium and it was chilly. And so we had, um, you know, those furnace, the outdoor furnace. Oh, what are those oh, called? Space heater? Yeah, like the tall uh, fire torches. And so they were completely lining the entire runway to Arrowhead. And it was, it wasn't super windy. It shouldn't have been any problem at all. But some of the dresses and some of the outfits that the ladies were wearing were poofy. And I think because of just the outfits and the runway and the weather and everybody huddling together and there were photographers everywhere, it just made for a very tight space and tight spaces with lots of fabric and heat elements (laughs) can be combustible. And as we had people walking the runway between the gust of wind, the people, Um, I'm not even really sure everything that took place, but one of the furnaces got knocked over and caught fire. And so, I mean, just complete chaos. Definitely. It was one of those learning opportunities, definitely for me, where it's like, you always need to walk into a space and know where, you know, an AED is and where a fire extinguisher was. I remember running (laughs) as fast as I could into um, Arrowhead and thinking, okay, like, where would there be a fire extinguisher? There's all of these halls. There's all of these doors. Where is a kitchen? Like where, like logistically, where would it be? And I remember trying two different doors before I finally found a door that had a kitchen that had access to a fire extinguisher, pulling it out and running back out to the red carpet and putting the fire out. Oh goodness. Well, you saved the day. (laughs) Well, I I saved the rest of the red carpet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness. And for those of you who don't know, Arrowhead Stadium is the football stadium, home of the Kansas City Chiefs. But yeah, it sounds like you've, you literally had to put out fires with your job. (laughs) That is what you are hiring. You are hiring a, a team of, of insurance and problem solvers and someone who is able to think on their feet very quickly to make sure that your events are running smoothly. It looks different for every single event. The, it all centrifuges down to, is it smooth? 
Is it cohesive? Is it organized? Mm -hmm. What is a piece of career advice that you ignore and one that you always follow? I don't know that I ignore really anything, even though it may not be something that pertains to me. Uh, it doesn't mean that it isn't something I can put in my back pocket to be able to share to someone else. It may not be something that is pertinent to me at the time, so but it may be something that I need to use later on. Um, and I and I think that's huge. And a piece of advice that I always try to follow is it's not always what you know, but who you know. And networking is huge. I have been very blessed that my network is vast and wide and deep. It saves me money. It puts money in my pockets and it keeps me mentally strong. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like you said, you never know what kind of advice could maybe not be the right fit for you, but could be a great brainstorm or piece of the finishing puzzle for another person. And yeah, networking, you can never say enough about networking. No, I, I have been very blessed, and especially during this, this season of ups and downs and cancellations and rescheduling, knowing that other vendors in Kansas City trust you to share your name when everyone's going through so much and your name still comes out of their mouth. It's, it's just very humbling and just is very, it's very heart. Um, I mean, it just, it, it makes my heart explode. I, I am very blessed to not have to put big dollars into advertising and marketing because I've got such a, a great network that shares my name in spaces when I'm not there. That's wonderful. Yeah, I've, I've read the accolades and, you know, you're, you're very well loved for what you do, which is fantastic to see that you've, you know, you found such a passion and you're helping people out. I, I don't know that anyone can fully express like how awesome it is to help someone execute their vision. You know, like I said, we, we only do about 60% of our businesses weddings and then 40% is everything else. Anything from um, corporation events, fundraisers, non-for-profits, hair battle showcases, uh, really anything that needs executing but you don't want to have to do it yourself. And to see directors and brides and just, you know, community leaders have ideas that they want to share with the world. But at the end of the day, at, at the event, they need to be rubbing elbows and enjoying the time, enjoying the event or working with their shareholders. And so for us to then take those ideas and execute them and see just the delight faces through those events is just, uh, there's, there's no words. You, you truly cannot describe. I mean, you feel like Superman. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, just, you just have like this inflated sense of self because you just, uh, I mean, it's amazing. You just truly feel like the world is on your, at your beck and call when you make someone feel so loved and so proud. Oh, would you say that's one of your favorite things about what you do? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It is, it, it is one of those things where I get to stand back and <laughs> don't shoot me, but I don't know that I'm a super creative person. I love to be able to live that through 
all of my clients. I, I, I think maybe I'm a poser <laughs> uh, when it comes to some of those creative ideas and, you know, I can execute very well. Um, but I don't know that I'm always the one that comes up with the genius. And so to get to, you know, wear their shoes for the day and have those creative ideas executed by me, it elevates myself in a way that I don't always get to get to be, you know, I, I think sometimes we, we think that it's poser syndrome, but I, uh, I just really enjoy getting to see such creativity and such um, experience from other people's point of views that I then get to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I, I must say, though, executing plans does take a lot of creativity, you know, because you've got like your color coordination and you got your call logs and, and, you know, all <laughs> your 10 million planners, you know, like that, that definitely takes creativity. Like it's, it's its own little Tetris game right there, you know, to, to pull off an event smoothly and, and to the level and caliber that you do. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I, I think sometimes we, we all fall into that thought of imposter syndrome. Um, because, you know, there are people who are designers and they are truly creating masterpieces like of artwork um, for these events. And, and at the end of the day, I know that that isn't my spoke wheel, that isn't my lane, and, and that's okay. So I think that's where that imposter syndrome comes in for me, definitely. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, I think a lot of people in the creative fields really struggle with that at one time or another, just because of the nature of what, of what we do. Of course, it's going to be wedding season soon. I'm wondering, what do you think are going to be some trends that we might see in this new year? Kind of a mishmash because we're still finishing up our 2021. There are still brides that are finishing up their weddings. So I think it has become kind of difficult to completely transition to to 2022 trends because we still have brides who were trying to get married in 2021, getting married in 2022. (laughs) But for the brides who did plan for 2022, um, who are trying to get um, who this was their original plan, we are seeing how during our shutdowns, how television shows and um, how just wanting to be safe have, has really taken a, um, a role in their event planning. So we're seeing smaller events, but still really high class. So when you are able to shrink your guest count, you're, you have extra money to elevate everything. And so we're seeing some really fun events that are just very, lots of colors, but more intimate, lots of opportunities to have big showcasing pieces uh, because you're not having two and 300 person weddings. We're seeing the TV show Bridgerton uh, really playing in some of the style of some of the weddings. People have really enjoyed that old time feel. And we're seeing that with a lot of our brides, a lot of jewel colors coming out of winter right now. Emerald green has been such a popular color. And we're seeing lots of girls really loving the velvets and the deep rich colors 
and um, really pulling in those those organic feels, their styles and with their colors. Oh, that sounds lovely. I've always enjoyed the jewel tones myself. Yeah, it's it's very exciting. I'm thankful for us to be moving away from uh, not as much DIY. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I imagine doing DIY would actually be harder than what people think. I think if you do not lay your your timeline out just right, it can become incredibly overwhelming. Understandable. A little more serious question here. Did you have any barriers, whether internal or external, to reaching where you are in your career today? I would say the hardest would probably be myself. I think everyone has goals that they want to hit in their life. I was a child who grew up always feeling like I wasn't doing enough. Was I hitting enough of the high marks? Um, would I be accepted if I was the best? And so I I lived a, a huge chunk of my life always trying to be the best in hope that it w- would allow me to be accepted. And it wasn't really until I got to college and connecting with a group of women who liked me just the way that I was. And I didn't have to be the very best to fit in in the smallest of ways. I could truly just be myself. But I think I, I struggle internally to shake that. And so always feeling like, well, is this enough? Is being an entrepreneur enough? Do I need the big title? Do I need the five degrees? Do I need all the accolades in the world to make sure people know that I'm important? And so I I think that it pushes you either too far or it can paralyze you. And I've, I've caught myself on both sides. Um, of that coin where I have both of those feelings and you know I guess that's my own mommy daddy drama. (laughs) How do you think that shaped you as a businesswoman? Do you think it's been a hindrance or a benefit? Uh, I think it allows me to relate to lots of different people. I have seen you know couples and, and brides who come to me who they struggle with thinking that their family or their particular circumstances of life makes them less than. And so being able to tell them, it's okay, you know, I've lived through that craziness. (laughs) It doesn't make you less than and we can, we can totally put that aside and help you navigate a wonderful event for yourself. It's true. Our, Our life circumstances leave an imprint, sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. In a lot of ways, it's kind of like, you know, what, what, Can you do with the lemons that you've been handed? Yeah, I think that you can sit and stew on them and let them burn your eyes. Or like the old saying goes, you make lemonade. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't think that we're able to just wash it off or shake it off those, those traumas of the past. But it's one of those things that you have to decide, do you want it? Do you want to sink or do you want to swim? And so you can let those things weigh you down and sink you, or you can throw them and, and, and swim. <laughs> if you've been feeling burned out, stressed, overwhelmed, or exhausted, the resources and courses at the Self-Care Institute are here to support you. 
The Self-Care Institute was founded by Dr. Ami Kunimura and provides support for individuals and organizations with burnout prevention, burnout recovery, and stress management. I've personally taken a few of these courses and found them to be super helpful, both professionally and personally. The care you give yourself matters just as much as the care you give to others. But if self-care is difficult for you, you're not alone. And the Self-Care Institute is here to support your well-being, resilience, and sense of fulfillment at work and at home. For more information, visit selfcareinstitute.com or go to the show notes and click on the link. And it looks like you're doing a fantastic job. You're not just swimming. You're winning, you're winning that swim race. <laughs> We're definitely trying and, and, and trying to make sure that there's enough energy to go around. <laughs> in this last few years, of course, it's affected a lot of people being in the pandemic. But I was wondering, how has that affected your business and what is something positive that has come out of the changes? I was incredibly blessed to be able to have clients that understood that their deposits and their money paid for, you know, my livelihood, even when they chose to postpone or cancel their events. So for me, it just showed that humanity, it can be wonderful. We were very, very lucky financially. We did not hit some of the hard spots that some people did. I I know business owners that have lost their businesses because of COVID who were incredibly talented and wonderful what they do and able to bring such joy and life to their clients by creating such ornate, gorgeous spaces to host events. And, you know, they, they won't be here at at the end of this month. And so it's just very humbling to know that we were able to survive because of, you know, good savings and fantastic clients. So it was just a good reminder that you not only are getting hired, but you are, it's an interview. It's, it's a two-way street that I pick the clients and the clients pick me. And I picked some fantastic clients that didn't let us sink. That's wonderful to hear. It sounds like you really stay on top of your game. Are there any books that you've read that you feel have influenced you either from a business standpoint or a creative standpoint or just personal? I'm probably really bad in the book reading department of advancement. Um, I, I tend to read love novels more than anything, but the way that we keep on top of and, and further education is I mentor continuously, like or I job shadow. Whenever I don't have an event, I am always reaching out to vendors and I'm like, hey, can I come hang out? I have found uh, I'm more of a hands-on person and I need to touch it and feel it to be able to understand the steps. Nothing is beneath me, you know, like I find that I am able to be the most creative thinker and problem solver because I've walked the miles of the florist. You know, I've stood beside the photographer. I've been in the room with the DJ when he doesn't have a coordinator and what that looks like. So really just doing firsthand experience to make sure that I know how to be my best self. That's wonderful. Yeah. You know, I would have never thought about that for people who are already established to to job shadow, but that's a fantastic idea. 
it, it was my secret, but I just shared it with everybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've heard it here first, folks. We've, we're giving away all of Latasha's secrets. <laughs> and that's great, though, that you read, you know, romance novels. They're, they're always full of, no, no pun intended, full of heart and, you know, have happy endings. <laughs> this is, of course, airing in February, month of love. Do you have any authors that you really enjoy? I really don't know that I have any particular author authors that I really love. I um I'm kind of quirky. I really enjoy like switching out books from like little libraries. Um there's several in my town, so I'll go for a walk and just exchange different books and there's always a romance book in there. So I've never really been incredibly like, oh, just this author and seeking out that person. I've kind of let fate find the books for me. (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) And just a little plug, if you do like romance novels, we have some of those authors in this month of February as well on the podcast. So stay tuned. And Latasha, back to you. If you had no limitations or budgets on a project, what, what do you think you would do? I would say, let's look at a non-for-profit because then those are parties with purpose. That makes my heart sing. I absolutely love uh, parties with purpose where we are raising money for some great cause in the world. And I've been very blessed to get to work with non-for-profits that do exactly that. They party with purpose and they raise money. At the end of the day, great events raise a lot of money when clients are able to showcase how their money is being used and their guests have a great time. So, uh, gosh, I would probably rent out the largest place here in Kansas City so we could sell lots of tickets <laughs> and really just doll it up in, in such a way and showcasing some of the best um, entertainers that Kansas City has to offer, allowing for really great ticket prices. You'd have to have a great guest list. So if you had to pay for football players that wear 15 and things like that so that you know you have great a great guest list (laughs) so that you can raise millions of dollars for a great cause that would be wonderful yeah I I definitely agree there if I was in your shoes I would definitely want to raise money for a nonprofit as well it sounds like you're really doing a lot of wonderful things to make your corner of the world a better place and I was wondering what is your best tip for making the world a better place do one thing Uh, I think sometimes we get overwhelmed and we don't think that we're doing enough, but if you can do one thing, that one thing can lead to another thing and it may not, but at least you've taken the first step. And when you've taken one step, you're in motion and motion isn't stagnant. I love that. I really love that. And you know, that actually leads really well to the next question because you were talking about moving forward, but What is something that you wish you had known when you first started on your journey? I wish I would have known how personally connected you can get with your clients. I I think, you know, when you work a job, it's, it's a job, right? You, you clock in eight to five and you walk away, but I have clients and couples who to this day, I still get Christmas cards from. And you see them as they progress and as they buy homes and as they, as they start their families, um, as they struggle, if they can't start their families. 
So I think it is just, I, I think I was very shocked just by the emotional ties to them that I don't know that I was always prepared for, that you still remember those brides and you still think about them and you still think of those clients years later and just hope that they're doing well. And, you know, those are emotional spoons that you don't get back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I, I think that there are just times where you form amazing bonds and you have them forever. <laughs> That's wonderful though. That sounds like a very special and treasured part of what you do that you really can't get with something else. I, it's, it's definitely nothing that I have felt in any of the other jobs that I've ever worked. And I love working. I absolutely enjoy, I don't know, being a part of society and, and putting my, uh, my efforts to use. And so I've worked multiple jobs sometimes at once. I, I mean, I've held director positions while I've run uh, the Vail KC and definitely say that that emotional connection has never really happened with any of my other jobs. Very close with my job with the YMCA, because again, I'm working with people that are making a difference in their lives. But, you know, I I don't work with them for as long as my event planning clients. So before we go, I'm going to ask one serious question and one fun question. So which one would you like first? Let's go serious so we can end fun and laughing. Okay, (laughs) sounds good. So serious question, in your own words, what does living a creative life mean to you? Living a creative life means to me not letting myself get stuck in a box, understanding that my pathway may be different than someone else's, and that is okay. That's some beautiful advice that I think everyone needs to hear from time to time just came right out. Look at you. You're an inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then the fun question is what's your favorite movie and what does it reveal about you? Oh (laughs) Oh my goodness. I don't know that I have, I guess it's um, lady. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a tough one? (laughs) Oh gosh. I couldn't even tell you like the movies that popped in my head when you said that and then I pinged, ping ponged. I was like, I love the movie Anastasia. I love the movie The Labyrinth. Labyrinth. I love almost every movie with Nicolas Cage because I'm obsessed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Another secret from the vault. <laughs> right. I don't watch a lot of television. So I, I guess I don't know that I have a favorite movie. But I, I actually... In the sixth grade, there was TV turnoff week. And I realized I can get a lot done when I don't turn my TV on. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and I just never really turned it back on after that. And I tried to just avoid it. We didn't have a television in our house until about two years ago, um, where we didn't even own a television. I have a very addictive personality. So having a television just sucks me in. So I try to stay away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's always good to know your own personal boundaries. Yeah, especially with today's binge worthy capabilities. Like I think I would just end up binging everything. (laughs) (laughs) It's like being a kid in the candy store sometimes with the television shows, you know, there's so, there's so many. Uh, Absolutely. We, 
we were, we were at an Airbnb that had uh, Disney plus and I binged watched the entire Mandalorian and I, cause everybody was talking about it. So I was like, Ooh, what's this? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it, it's definitely, I, I have to know my limits. So I, I guess that's what television teaches me. I have limits and that's okay for me to put those boundaries up. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Well, what, that's a good, that's a good thing to think about as we end is, you know, knowing our limits and knowing where we want to go in the future. Latasha, thank you so much for being on the show. Listeners, please check out the show notes to get links to the Vail KC if you would like to book Latasha for your event or special day. And as always, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for having me, Tammy. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Like the show? Have a question? Stop by the Facebook and Instagram pages. Links are in the show notes or search for Creative Piecemeal Podcast on social media and click follow for all the latest.